This episode is made possible by Red H Nutrition. Red H Nutrition is your one-stop shop for nutrition and wellness supplements. You can check them out in the show notes. And don't forget to use code RUNLIFTMOM, R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M, at checkout to save 10%. Also, if you stick around to the end of the episode, you'll hear me interview the owner of Red H Nutrition about one of my favorite products. And as always, I'm a Zaya Active representative, so don't forget to get on my new release Wednesday text message. Yeah, you heard me right. By going to newreleasewednesday.com, put in your phone number, and then you don't have to scroll social media all day come Wednesdays. I'm going to send you my favorite directly to your phone. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. And I know many of you support your running, lifting, and motherhood efforts with a small business. Guys, whether you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, or you're in direct sales, this show is for you. Brenda Sturr of Sassy Sweet self-describes as a lover of Diet Coke and pink things. I am here to tell you she is the gold standard in attraction-based marketing. She's a former technology executive, college professor, and direct seller. Now she runs her own consulting and training agency and teaches social strategy to direct sellers and entrepreneurs. If you've got a fire in your belly for your business, but you're a little hypersensitive about bothering your friends or feeling spammy, this show is for you. She's going to walk us through marketing content in social media, her three P's of marketing, and it's all about attraction-based relationship marketing. She's doing things the right way. I am proud to have her on the show. Without further ado, Brenda Sturr of Sassy Sweet. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, Brenda Starr. I am so happy to have you here. Hello, hello. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much, Susie. Well, I have invited you here, Brenda, to talk to us about content mix because you are the gold standard. So today we're going to walk through, of course, how to provide value for our audience. Okay, let's do it. So, Brenda, you have planted your flag firmly in attraction-based marketing. Can you tell folks out there, whether they're direct sellers or small business owners or entrepreneurs, what that means? Yes, absolutely. So, the whole idea of attraction-based content is drawing people towards you, pull marketing versus push marketing. Push marketing is you're pushing your content to them. You're invading their newsfeed. You're pushing your information into their inbox. You're cold messaging private messages. And I personally believe that, yes, cold marketing has a place, and there are people out there who teach it and swear by it and say it's successful. But here's the thing. You have to make 100 phone calls to get one yes. You call that one yes a success. Good for you. I would much, and that those other 99 no's are going to hit your mindset. They're going to make you feel like, I'm, am I struggling? Am I good at this? Can I do this? Here's the thing. There's a place for cold marketing. I'm not good at it. It affects my mindset. It makes me feel bad about myself. I feel like I'm burning my network. I feel like I'm annoying people. It is not my vibe. So attraction content is where I'm putting content out there that is drawing people toward me 
that they like, that provides them value, that they're interested in, that they want to learn more about, so that when I do get to a promotional ask, if out of 10 people I ask and two say yes, I have a 20% return versus my 1% on that cold marketing option. So I, I just prefer, I, at the end of the day, I'm not very good at sales, but I'm really good at creating content and creating value. I'm not good at the sell. <laughs> I'm not good at the hard ask. I'm, but I'm really, really good at relationship and content building and creating um, spark that draws people in because people come to social media for three reasons and really only three reasons, entertainment, relationships, and utility. So when we think about relationships. We come because we peek at what our friends and family are doing. We want to check in with our friends. Right, right. What they're up to. And we come for entertainment. We watch videos. We share viral content. We want to zone out on Netflix. We, we come for entertainment value. We, we all love memes, right? Yeah. And we come for utility. Utility is some purpose that I'm online because I have a need. I'm here for training. I'm here because of um, groups I'm a part of that are valuable to me in some way. I ask my friends questions that I specifically need an answer to. Everybody knows somebody that you have ever asked a question and said, who knows somebody who sells this? Yes. Oh, you got to call my friend Susie because she's amazing, right? right? That's utility. How long do I bake a Thanksgiving turkey? Right. You could Google that or you could ask your friends and your friends are going to tell you the funny stories about how they bake turkeys. So this is literally how, the reason we come to social media is for these other reasons, not for promotion. So when we, if we have a, no matter what kind of business we have, whether you have a boutique or a crafting business or a direct sales or network marketing business, or you're an entrepreneur in some way, or you sell coaching services, if you come in and you're heavy handed, pushing, pushing, pushing promotion, it's sort of the equivalent of people who watch TV and they stay for the commercials because they love the show, <laughs> but nobody comes to TV and says, I want to watch commercials all day long. Right. You tolerate the commercials because you enjoy the show. Our job as marketers is to create the show, is to create the reason that people want to hang out with us. So when we think about, well, what's my show about? It comes down to the value of why would people engage and what value can I provide? So then it speaks to um, what I call the three P's content mix. So this well, is where... Yeah, and I want to get into that, Brenda, but I want to pause here for a second just to point out, not only from a numbers perspective, does this put me in a position to win, but then also it's, you know, I often will say that my side business is my happy place. It's more enjoyable for us yeah. when we are connecting with the folks that we're serving. Like, it's more fun to do it this way. Yes, it's more fun. And a lot of people, you know, and I, I'm, like I said, I'm not good at cold, cold messaging. I feel bad when I feel like I'm annoying somebody, if I, if I get blocked by somebody, if they're like, ew, spammy direct sales girl, block, right? It's, mm -hmm. It perpetuates this stigma and it hurts my own mindset. Conversely, if I have something that I'm providing of value and value could be entertainment, information, community, one of the hardest things that women in our age demographic struggle with is making new friends right? Yes. There's something really fundamental here. How do we make friends as adult women, especially adult women with children who never get out of the house? Yeah. It's hard to do. So if we're talking about common values and we're creating spaces for community, we're creating online safe spaces to be vulnerable, we're creating connection based on something else. And here's what I find. When I post something that gets high engagement, mm -hmm. that isn't about me, 
it inspires me to want to keep on providing more value. So if I know that my community loves content, I want to create more of it because I want them to be happy. It's completely an abundance-based mindset philosophy versus the idea of scarcity. Like if I post something and people compete against me or you might steal my idea or I don't want to share something, I'm out there saying, if everybody had this abundance mindset of content and value, all, you know, rising tides raise all boats, that kind of philosophy, that's how, you know, that's the idea that I want to share. And it's so much, gets your mindset into such a better place to say, attraction marketing is a long game. It is not post and make sales today. It is post and nurture and build relationships and build trust and build familiarity and build likability so that later on when I do get to an ask, I have a much better chance of conversion. So I'm nurturing, I'm nurturing long range revenue versus I'm nurturing immediate revenue, right? I'm doing both, but I have this balance with I'm nurturing long range revenue toward a relationship based outcome that I have a much better chance of sustaining because I have built a relationship and I can become referable and I've got repeat business and clients who then refer me because, oh my gosh, you have to call my friend Brenda or my friend Susie, right? Right. Versus one time quick sale that may have come come off that cold message. So I'm not, I mean, and I get this, I get this feedback all the time. Well, Brenda, my upline or my friends all teach cold marketing. There's a place for that. I think there's, I think there's a lot of struggle with how that affects somebody's mindset, why it perpetuates a negative stigma of this industry because MLM and direct selling has this sort of spammy reputation. And I'm going to say, I'm willing to take a stand and take my whole career on the stand and say, I'm willing to say that there's enough people out there who really don't like that method but don't know any alternative. May I offer a personal example? Um, so I, um, I celebrated my year with Zaya Active in July. So I started an Instagram account from scratch. So about now I'm starting to see my memories, right? You posted this this time last year. Yeah. Um, and I actually, Brenda, the way that I know you is because I started going up against some brick walls about a month in of sharing stock photos from my company, and um, I hired a business coach, (laughs) um, a student of yours. I I hired a business coach who taught me about attraction-based marketing. If anyone is on my direct sales team, they know that your 3Ps workbook (laughs) is onboarding material. Yeah. so what's neat though, it's, it's kind of nice for me to look at now. It's so obvious for me to look back and say, of course I wasn't selling any leggings when I was posting some picture of, you know, a hundred pound brunette that isn't me. I'm no makeup and lip gloss and kids hanging from every limb. And when I started tapping into that, that's when it really started to become my happy place. Yes, because then suddenly it was lifestyle. It was connection. It was real. People could look at you and say, I want to be your friend because I feel like I relate with you because it's interesting because I, because I struggle with the same things. I'm trying to find balance and I got two kids that are hanging off me and I can sort of, sort of get lip lip gloss on every day. Maybe, but you inspire me. That's relatable. That's lifestyle content. So the better we do at creating that lifestyle message and then, so the primary message is, this is who I am, mm-hmm. and my product rides along in the sidecar versus my product is driving and I ride in the sidecar. We need right. to flip that position. I'm the, I'm the brand. I'm the person that somebody wants to follow because of my own story. Right. So when we think about the people who are um, 
successful in online business, you, you follow them because of who they are, not necessarily because of what they sell. Exactly. And this, I would challenge for anybody listening to go say, well, who are the people that I, who are the influencers I follow, right? I follow them because of who they are. I like their humor. I like their style. I like their vibe. I feel like she's relatable. I feel like we could be best friends because we all have five social media best friends that don't know that we're best friends. We all know this, right? Um, and when we think about why we follow certain people, we follow them because they provide value to us, not outside, beyond the product, beyond, beyond whatever they're selling. Right, so right. the shift is thinking about, okay, well, what's my lifestyle message? How, how do I want to be known? And a lot of people will say, and this is a very big struggle for a lot of um, new marketers, no matter what you're marketing, is everyone feels like they're boring. I feel like I'm boring. Why would anyone want to hear about my life? I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. My big road trip is to Target. You know, those are, those are real mindset. Ch- that's a mindset challenge more than anything else. And I, I'm, I'm the, I, I believe that I'm the case study on this. I work at home. I'm a hardcore homebody. I don't go anywhere. I literally, my husband does carpool morning school, but morning and afternoon pickup, <laughs> not even kidding. And my big outing is maybe twice a week. I go to the grocery store, maybe target. I don't go anywhere. I love being at home, but what I do is I narrate what I, I narrate my life. Mm-hmm. I just narrate. Right. So it creates a little bit funny, a little bit self-deprecating, a little bit quirky thing. My eight year old said something funny. My 11 year old did. It's just, it's just daily life, but it creates this relatability that people say, oh, I kind of feel like I know her. I feel like we're social media best friends, right? And that's what our so goal is. So is that kind of how you categorize? So going to your three Ps, you're giving us yeah. a great example of personality. Can you define that for the listeners? Yeah, I mean, I follow this and I hope that anyone that is connected with me on the socials mm-hmm can see what you're describing in my own feed, but can you define for those that might not be familiar with this? Yeah. So I break, um, the, the foundation of my content strategy, my content coaching is called the three P's of social content. The three P's are personality content, purposeful content, and promotional content. Personality content is content that helps people get to know you. What are you about? What's, What's your vibe? What's your sense of humor? What's your day-to-day? What's your narrating your life story? And this is where we have the opportunity, and it really is an opportunity. We have the opportunity and the privilege to craft our own story. So people who feel like they know me, they know things that I want them to know, right? I love the color pink. I work at home. I have two kids. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. I got married in Maui. These are things that I curate as my story. And I simply rinse and repeat the same things over and over and over again. I don't share things that I don't want to be public. There's certain parts of my life that are not public. And so so I've drawn a very clear line there. But we have the opportunity to curate what we want our story to be, how I ended up in this business, what my journey has been. That's all public. And I share it and I repeat it and I tell it in different ways and I weave it into my social imagery. Um, we talked about Susie that I love the Zaya hot pink yoga pants or the workout pants. My daughter and I both have them. I love them. As soon as they came out, everyone knows I love pink. I love hot pink. I had like three people be like, Brenda, you need these. And I was like, girl, I already have them, you know? So but my point is, is that when people get to know you, personality content is stuff that will, they will be at target, see something that reminds them of you and then tag you and say, Susie, I saw this thing and I thought of you. Mm-hmm. 
that's the best connection ever because it means they're thinking about you when they're not with you. And we only tag people who we want to have a relationship and have a friend-based connection with. I want to make something clear here. Um, you know, my, my business coach, a student of yours, often says, you can quit a product, you can't quit a person. Yes. And that's kind of what I hear you describing. But what you're saying is there are things that can still be private. But yeah. the things that you're weaving in about your personality, it's not some made-up fiction story, you guys. It's just what you feel comfortable sharing with the world. That's who I am. Exactly. But I like hearing you encouraging us to be vulnerable. Yes. Here's the thing about vulnerability, and this fits into that personality element. Another thing I've been sharing recently for like the last six months or so is I struggle with anxiety and depression. So this is something that, and I will tell you, it took me a while to get my head wrapped around whether I wanted to go public with it. And as soon as I did, people were like, Brenda, I had no idea that you've struggled with this. I've struggled with it since postpartum and my daughter is 11. I mean, I go in ups and downs like everybody else, but I had a real mindset shift on when we tend to think about, we tend to think of vulnerability as weakness, but in reality, the people who are our um, audience have the view of vulnerability as strength. <laughs> so, and that's a huge opportunity for us who may be in a position of influence to say, I struggle with this. You're not alone. I'm willing to put myself out there and here's my story. So you don't, you don't feel alone. Um, because people didn't know I struggle with this behind the scenes. And I decided to bring that as part of my story public and say, listen, you guys, I'm really struggling with this. And here's how I'm struggling. And here's what I'm doing about it. And here's my, you know, my doctor assessment. And here's all my, you know, are you struggling with these things? Number zero through five, I put it on social media. I put it out there and people were like, oh my gosh, Brenda, I feel like you're more real now. Cause I feel like you're like me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I so, and one of the things, you know, a lot, so any marketer out there will be familiar with, you know, you can take cues from television or movie, powerful stories, the you are not alone story, the yes. walk away story, the redemption yes. story. Yes. Um, folks that are connected with me know that I recently won a race, but it was a race that I did because I missed my flight for the oh. marathon before. It was a, so listeners, if you're wondering why in the world you felt so connected to that story, um, it's because it was a redemption story. I missed the flight. I signed up for one on a fluke and won the race. It's a redemption story. Yep, exactly. Talk to us a little bit yeah. about purposeful information yeah, because exactly. now I'm talking about running and yeah. listeners of Run With Mom... Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about that second. So first is personality. Yep. Personality the content is content that helps people get to know you. So mm -hmm. personality is curated by you and really you centric. Purposeful content is content that serves your audience, content that helps them in some way. It's content with a purpose. Okay. So the purpose might be to inform, to inspire, to entertain, to educate, to build community, to create an emotional connection. So this is where all the value is. This is where all the value lives, okay? So the way that I sort of say it is, personality is the spark, the sizzle, but purposeful is the steak, okay? Personality is the frosting, but purposeful is the cupcake. Mm -hmm. Personality is what will get someone's attention, purposeful will keep someone's attention, okay? So purposeful is where we now have the opportunity to help our community in some way whether it's information, community value, articles of interest, creating humor, creating conversation. It's the reason that people will keep stay engaged. 
It's the reason they'll keep watching. Okay. So it's, this is the core big opportunity of value. So in my business space where I talk about social media coaching and social media marketing, um, I, my personality is helping people get to know me. What's my story and why they, why they would want to follow. But my purposeful value is all about tips and education and trends and articles from the market and sharing other experts resources and saying, this is what Mary Smith is talking about. And this is what these tech crunch is posting about. Here's what's happening on Facebook. Here's what's happening is the video trends of the industry. That's all purposeful content, hundred percent. So in your business space, where run, lift mom, you're a lot about health and wellness and things like that. Everything here is about showcasing the lifestyle of you doing the, doing the run, lift mom mo- mission, right? Mm-hmm. It's exercising, it's health, it's mindset, things that are inspiring. It's walking the talk of the value you provide. That's how we tie personality and purposeful together. We walk the talk of the value. So those two pieces of content are the biggest chunk of all your social content. And they're what are going to build your nurturing funnel. When you bring people in to say, I want to get to know you before I decide if I want to buy from you. And I want to get to know you because I want to see, one, if I like you, and two, if you're going to help me in some way. One, do I like you because you're perky and pink and blonde and adorable? And two, are you going to help me because you've provided free value to me in some way and I'm willing to invest further? And can I make a point that listeners, you know, you need not, need not be a retired run coach and health professional to provide purposeful information. You are no. good at something. You yes. are good at something. And so I, I would recommend, and Brenda, I'd love if you can just comment on, if you can find what you can serve with, we're serving yep. then selling, and then learn to teach and inspire with that yep. thing. You don't yep. have to be a pro. Nope, not at all. Um, and this is where people underestimate that a lot of purposeful value simply comes in community moderation. If you create a safe space for people to talk about what their, their goals and their pain points are, that alone is value. That alone is value. If you create a safe space for people to say, you know what, I'm really struggling with this, and other people can weigh in and say, girl, let me help you. That's value. That's purposeful value because people will love the community aspect. So I go back to that point of saying, who's your ideal client? And if you're thinking about your ideal client and, and you know, I, we didn't talk about ideal client in depth today, but the idea of ideal client is who's Who is the person who is sitting across from you at the table would be the perfect person for your product, the perfect person for your business, the perfect person for your service. That's the person who I want to serve value to. So I build relationship trust with her. And I will link in the show notes to a bonus episode that I did with Nina Miloski. And you guys, I'll tell you the timestamp and everything. You can hear all about Becky. She's my ideal client. And Nina and I have a really nice back and forth about how to define that person. Yes. That's such a critical piece because as soon as you know who your ideal client is and you know what she's struggling with, you know where her pain points are, you know where her internal motivations and fears are, then I simply speak to them all day long. So in my case, I know that in a very specific way, my ideal client is someone who is um, new in direct sales or network marketing or up to an emerging leader. She struggles with mindset fear. She struggles with the perception of being spammy. She doesn't want to burn out her friends and family, but she doesn't know how to get started. So there's two different major pieces of value I can provide just in my public content that has nothing to do with marketing my products. One is mindset. 
girl, you got this. Let me show you our community who's going to help you with this mindset because we've been where you are. And then the second is here are some tactical tips on how to get started. Here's blog posts. Here's in, here's my free ebook. Here's the pieces of tactical content that will help you get started on this particular topic that you want to make progress on. So some of it's sort of some of it's vision casting, like what do you want the dream of your business to be? But a whole lot of it is tactical mindset of you got to take the first step. You got to move forward. Progress is progress no matter how slow. Progress is progress as long as you go. I feel like I write in Dr. Seuss sometimes, but that was actually a quote that my elite... Can you say that one more time for me? So it was actually a quote. Somebody in my premium coaching group um, created a hashtag called snailed it. Snailed it. Okay. And her, and so we wrote a little, a little poem that goes with it. Progress is progress. No matter how slow progress is progress as long as you go. So it was just this tiny little, like she, she basically wrote a little brag flag. Her name is Angie Reuter. And she wrote a little bla- a brag flag and she wrote snailed it. And we were like, Oh my gosh, you took, that's so amazing. Right. <laughs> you took this little progress step forward and made, made positive momentum in your business because it doesn't matter how fast you go. As long as you go progress over perfection. And yes. so many people get caught up in the mindset of like, well, it isn't perfect or I'm not an expert yet or who's going to, they're, they're going to think I'm a fraud or I'm an imposter. And we forget that the purposeful value of our opportunity is to turn around behind to the people behind us who haven't started yet, who are behind us on the line, who are behind us in competency in some way. Yes, there's always people who are bigger experts than us, always. But there's also people who are less experienced than us, who are, have more fear than us, and are looking at us and saying, wow, she did it. How did she do that? I'm inspired by her. Mm-hmm. So we tend to get caught up with worrying about what people ahead of us think instead of thinking about the privilege to serve people behind us. I love that. And that goes into the abundance mindset that you were describing yeah. earlier. It really, I love it. The final P is something that we kind of opened up with, but I just want you to touch on in terms of how much we should be doing it, depending on the channel that we're hanging on. And that is promotional. Um, So i.e. what you sell, be it a service or a product. Yes. Now in, so promotional content is obviously any content that starts with an overt shop, host, join, book, funnel. Listen, i.e. a podcast. Well, no, this is actually purposeful value. I would call this purposeful. Yeah. You're not asking overtly for a sale right now. Yeah. Right? This no, is I want to serve. <laughs> this is serving. This is all it is. This is serving value. So this is not a promotional element. This is value vended. This is a purposeful value element. Um, so when we're thinking about purpose, uh, promotional, promotional is obviously the call to action to business. Mm-hmm. Now it can be a low risk ask. Hey, follow me over to Instagram. I've got this thing over there for you, which is building a tighter relationship connection all the way up to something that is shop, host, or join. Shop, host, join, book something, invest something, all the way up to a, you know, a financial investment. Right. The idea of promotional content, and I have a story on this one. It's, I, it, it's, a, it's an interesting story because it was my own mindset challenge. When um, uh, you think about promotional content, there's very obvious promotion. Like, we've been talking about pink leggings all week long, and now here's your chance to buy them. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, an op- there's a clear ask. The people who, as you mature in the process of attraction and you're weaving value and personality into every post, people, you're selling all the time without even realizing it, okay? Because you're constantly creating value and you're constantly creating funnel connections and building that lifestyle message. So about a year ago, somebody said to me, I was talking to her about private coaching and she said, Brenda, well, why would I coach with you? You don't, you don't sell anything. 
And I said, after I was like, I was wildly offended by that. I was like, what do you mean I don't sell anything? I'm all upset and indignant. And then somebody on my team said, Brenda, you do realize that's like the biggest compliment ever, right? And I went, oh, she doesn't think I sell anything. That's hilarious. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. It's like, if you don't think I sell anything, I'm doing it exactly right because I sell a lot. Because remember what we were talking about? when we opened this up, we said this is about bringing people to you as opposed to just casting a net and seeing how many numbers you can fill in that. Exactly. So then it was suddenly like, oh, I'm li- this is literally the testimonial of doing attraction marketing because you don't even realize I'm selling stuff. <laughs> I love that. The goal is that when we create um, content integration, we create a really great content plan and our purposeful and our personality content hangs together toward a promotional outcome. I mean, I'm not posting cat memes independently just to drive engagement. I'm posting content that's related to what I eventually want to sell. I'm posting content that creates an intentional content flow and leads somebody to a promotional outcome because they've, I've been planting seeds and now they're ready for harvest. Do you find a lot of direct sellers? You know, you mentioned that you work with a lot of folks that are new or trying to find their voice. Do you find that a lot of folks don't think about their content strategically? Like they're just posting things willy nilly because you're talking about weaving these things in. Sort of advanced marketing strategy. Now Mm -hmm. at the beginning, the very, very first step, um, I have a success path of literally what I call my coaching arc. Um, and at the very, very first step, I assume that people don't know how to do advanced, obviously people who come in with, you know, they don't have marketing background or have not done this type of business before. Why, why would you have this background? But the very first thing we teach is what is personality, what is purposeful and what is promotional. So you can at least recognize them and create each independent type of content post. So when you post personality, here's what you should expect. When you post purposeful, here's what you should expect. If you post promotional with no context, it's going to get, it's going to drop like a stone. It will get no engagement. And let me tell you strategically why. So when I coach, I really try to put two major halves together. I talk about the strategy of not just, I don't want to hand you a post and say, Hey, Susie, go post this. This is, this is a great engagement post without telling you why it's a good engagement post. What's what should you expect to happen? If it doesn't happen, what should you do in response? How can you recreate this? There's strategy behind every element of content. And so much of it is driven by social psychology. Anyone who's out of psych class who might be listening going, oh, this is all psychology. I love this. I was a psych minor in college and I have a master's degree in communication. This is all this is. It's understanding human dynamics. And social psychology, group psychology is very predictable. Very predictable. When we join a Facebook group, for example, mm-hmm. we don't tip, most people do not typically dive into the deep end and become an immediate rising star engaging person. They check the friends list. They lurk around the edges. They watch for safety and security and who's being vulnerable here. Can I be vulnerable here? Who else is being vulnerable? They watch mm-hmm. all psychology. We all look for group dynamics. This is a safe space for me to be before I'm willing to commit and put myself out there. So as, as moderators, as leaders, and that's what we are, we're community leaders, especially if we have an online presence, we're community leaders. We have the opportunity to create those safe spaces, to create those communities. And by virtue of creating those communities, that's where we're building the know, like, and trust. We're extending things toward a promotional outcome because in the most, in the most true sense, 
any promotional outcome should be the extension of value of what you've already been talking about. If I've already been talking all about Instagram and Instagram tips and Instagram ideas and creating Instagram chatter and Instagram community, and then I say, you guys, I'm launching a new course and we're going to go deep into stories. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I need that because I've been working on Instagram for a week, right? Yes. The natural extension of value is talking about, the promotional is talking about the natural extension of whatever you've been talking about that helps continue to meet your ideal client's goal or solve a pain point. And the most basic level of, you know, ideal client definition or any marketer's goal is to increase pleasure or decrease pain in someone's life. Yeah. Yeah. I, what is, what is pain? I want to save someone time. I want to save someone effort. I want to save someone money, increase pleasure. I want to give someone more free time. I want to make them feel better about themselves in some way. I want to have them spend more time with their family or their kids. I want to increase their financial position. I want to increase pleasure or decrease pain. Every marketer should be thinking about those two goals and how they can serve their audience. Because if you can think with those two things in mind and your content hangs against those, that, those outcomes and we mix the personality, purposeful, promotional, we have a much better chance of building our community, becoming referable, and building the attraction where people are like, wow, I want to follow you because you're so interesting and helpful. Right. Yeah, I, I might sell stuff around the edges, but it's not my primary motive. 20% of your content is promotional. 80% is everything else. It's all the other stuff. Do you guys hear that? So what I hear you saying is, I mean, roughly, right, that 2080, right. Yeah. but it's all connected. And I love how you're talking about serve, then sell. And serve is address that pain point, solve the problem, help right. them. And then help also them. you might happen to sell something. And you might happen to sell something. Yeah. And it's, it's really a mindset shift because you can't, you can't go in. Now, there's, there are some predictable statistics like X percent of people will open your emails and X percent will be your, part of your conversion and all those kinds of numbers. There will be predictable uh, conversion rates on any um, campaign. And a campaign is simply an 80-20 content mix. Okay, I'm going to do a heavy focus on promotional and teaching and value and education and community. And I'm going to get as many people into the funnel as I can to provide that value because X percent are going to convert in my ask. Those numbers are predictable. They're very reliable. And the goal is to provide as enough top funnel value. I want to bring as many people in to give them as much as I can because then I have a better chance of promotional at the back end. But the whole, what's my whole goal? My whole goal is to grow top funnel value. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my intention, not to build the perfect um, promotional post. Promotional post doesn't matter if I don't have anybody to, you know, help provide value to that might convert on. Absolutely. Absolutely. People buy from folks they know, like, and trust, and we can quit a product. It is hard to quit a person. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. And you know what, Brenda? It occurs to me we could go deep, deep, deep. I can nerd out on this because I'm a health behavior background. Um, But what we're going to do for listeners of this show, guys, I've got it in the show notes. I'm going to blast it all over my socials. Brenda, you've been kind enough to set us up with a three P's workbook. The folks can get that for free, you guys. This is what, this was the first line of business that my own business coach had me go through. And so, wow, what a blessing to be able to speak with you right now, Brenda. Can I do a couple of rapid fires for you before I let you go? Awesome. All right. I would love to know what your first concert ever was. These clearly are not related to the three people. Oh, that's okay. My first concert was the Beach Boys. 
in Wisconsin at Wisconsin State Fair. And I went with, um, I was like a junior in high school. And I went with a guy named Joel Winkleman. Joel <laughs> Winkleman, if you are listening. <laughs> it was in high school in about 1987. I love um, it. Hot pink leggings for Joel. Joel. I don't know. Um, how about your favorite book to gift? My favorite book to gift? Big yeah. Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Love it. Love it. You know, um, I had uh, Steph Godrow. A dozen people. I gifted to everybody. I love that book. Um, listeners of this show, if you heard the core four author, Steph Godrow, she was also the author of the Stupid Easy Paleo website. That was hers as well, Brenda. You're in good company. Um, and then finally, what would your advice for your, let's say, early direct selling self be? Um, I was so worried about what other people would think about me that I didn't take action as effectively as I could. I spammed everybody. <laughs> I spammed everybody. I didn't know what I was doing. I was afraid that I just wanted to get sales out there, you know, and I was afraid what people would think if I did something that my company wasn't endorsing. So it, my, my advice would be Brenda, do what's authentic to you. If you feel spammy and you feel like you're hurting your own mindset, then don't do those things. Do them differently. Do, do them better. Do what's authentic to you and feels valuable to you and sustains your relationships. Because every single person who blocks us, every friend who rolls their eyes when they're like, oh, you started, uh, right? That's one person in your warm network that you've potentially burned out and you're going to hit your wall in a couple months and have no one to sell to. So if, unless you're focusing on really value-centric messaging, value-centric content, you're going to run out of people to sell to eventually if you're not continuing to build your nurturing, your nurturing funnel. And that nurturing funnel is 100% value-centric. It has to be. I love that advice. Thank you so much. Again, if listeners are interested in playing the long game, getting a strategy around wow. what they're doing, I'm going to encourage them to look at the show notes and to check you in the sassy suite out, Brenda. Thank you very much, Susie. I love it. And thanks, Thank everybody. I hope, we, uh, I hope we can connect. And I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much, Brenda, for coming on the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. Guys, if I want you to get anything out of this, it's that selling can be done from a relationship place. You have value to offer your audience. I want you rather than casting a cold message net that's going to affect your mindset and not be fun, study up on the three Ps. Work them into your messaging. We're even going to help you out by providing a three Ps workbook free of charge from Brenda. You're going to click details in the show notes or swipe up depending on the player you're in or go to sassysuite.com slash runliftmom. You guys, this is the exact workbook that we have all of our teammates at Zaya Active Study. And I think no matter what brand you're representing, you've got to start here. Again, that's sassysuite.com slash runliftmom or check those show notes. Thank you again, Brenda Starr from Sassy Suite coming on this show. Until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8 and this has been the Run Lift Mom podcast. All right, I've got Katie Danger with Red H Nutrition. Katie, we know that good health starts in the gut. Can you tell me a little bit about adaptogenic symbiotic? Yeah, I'm going to reiterate your point, Susie. Health starts in the gut, and that's why the adaptogenic symbiotic is so important. 
It's complete digestion support. We've got the three most abundant gut flora for the probiotics. So we've got 6 billion CFUs, colony forming units. We have a prebiotic fiber, which helps feed those probiotics so they can do the job they need to do. And then we also have Invertase included, which helps with any bloating and gas and indigestion you may be experiencing. So, so we've got this proactive approach and we've got the reactive approach. So if anybody's experiencing any gas, bloating, or just wants additional digestive support, the adaptogenic probiotic is the all-in-one solution for that. Thank you for listening to the Run Lift Mom podcast. This is a passion project of mine, and it started back in February of 2019. I simply wanted to uplift other women in the areas of running, lifting, and motherhood, and now I've got a Rolodex of inspiring guests that I can call friends. I'm having so much fun with this, and you can help. Rate, review, and subscribe. That helps people find the show. It keeps this great momentum going. Guys, I'm thrilled to announce a new partner on Run Lift Mom, and that is Audible. I've been an Audible member for over 10 years, and my favorite part, hands down, it's the gift of time. I use the free app to take notes as I'm doing my long run and I hear something fantastic, and you are going to love it. If you want to try Audible free, visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom. That's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M. Again, for a free trial, visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom.